Hi, this is Christian Kuhn of Urban Village Church in Chicago. Welcome back to my sermon podcast. It is great to be with you again here today as I record this. It's a kind of cloudy, chilly day. October has arrived finally in Chicago, and so uh, it's good to be inside and to share these thoughts with you. We are starting a brand new sermon series at uh, our church, and I will be talking about that uh, in a moment and what that is all about. But first, let's read the passage that uh, I'll be reflecting on today. This comes from the Psalms, and so this is Psalm 138. I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted your name and your word above everything. On the day I called, you answered me. You increased my strength of soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise you, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth. They shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he perceives from far away. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve me against the wrath of my enemies. You stretch out your hand, and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. May God's blessing be on the reading and living out of this word. So I was at a wedding a couple weeks ago. I officiated a wedding and had a great time. And uh, while I've talked about this in various other sermons, I enjoy dancing at weddings. And somewhere, somebody has, I think, recorded me at this wedding a couple weeks ago, actually last week. And um, I'm not sure I want that necessarily out on the internet, but it may show me enthusiastically gyrating all of my body parts on the floor. I don't know if I'm necessarily a good dancer, but... I like to have fun with it. And weddings and dances certainly make me think of growing up and going to weddings uh, in Iowa. And often when you would go to a wedding, I don't know if this is true in other parts of the country, but certainly in Iowa, when you go to a wedding uh, and there's a dance at the reception, there will be lots of different things. A chicken dance, for those of you who may be familiar with that, will be done, as will the hokey pokey. I would imagine that most of you probably know the hokey pokey, uh, the way it first starts out, that you put you know, your right hand in and your right hand out, and then your left hand in, and then your left hand out, and of course, you're shaking it all about, and it goes through all the different body parts. And then at the very end, of course, you put your whole self in. And that leads us to this sermon series, How to Put Our Whole Selves In. Uh, The title of this series is called Be Bold. Bold, some of you may know, is one of the core values of of Urban Village, and we talk about uh, what does it mean to uh, be bold, meaning how do we live our lives according to the gospel and what the gospel calls us to do and how the gospel calls us to be. But we also wanted to talk about what does it mean to be bold in our lives now with all the things going on in our world. It is really easy and tempting and at times necessary for us to, to hibernate, to go into our homes and curl up perhaps with that favorite blanket and drink a cup of tea and say, I just want to shut the world out and not come out for a while. And again, that's sometimes what you need to do, but we can't stay in that place forever. And in fact, what does it mean to step out into the world, to be bold in different parts of our lives. And that's what we want to focus on. So this 
particular Sunday, we are talking about what does it mean to be bold with our gratitude? And as we lead up to Thanksgiving in a few weeks, too, we'll be looking at that. But I love this psalm. I love this passage and the way that it talks about how we can put our whole selves in with gratitude, how we can be bold with our gratitude. So many parts of this passage um, lend themselves to thinking about how we can do just that. So let's look at parts of it. The very start, at the very beginning of this passage, it says, I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart before the gods I sing your praise. I'm going to talk about this in a second, but I want to keep on going through this passage. And again, take a look at all the different ways that the psalmist is saying uh, how he is expressing himself fully, how he's putting himself his whole self in through this. Verse two, I bow down before your holy temple. Verse four, all the kings of the earth shall praise you. One commentator wrote something I thought was pretty funny, saying that although one is hard-pressed to envision members of the House of Windsor bursting into spontaneous praise hymns, the image of contemporary monarchs revealing feelings of awe toward their creator through music is a powerful one. Imagining Queen Elizabeth... uh, bowing down, prostrating herself on the ground because of thanksgiving and praise to God. Verse 7, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve me against the wrath of my enemies. So here we get a hint, perhaps, that even though the psalmist has experienced hardship, still, going back to verse 1, I give you thanks with my whole heart. And then verse 8 reminds us, too, that the Lord's love endures forever. That's one of the reasons, many reasons I love the Bible. So often the Bible doesn't mess around. It uses adjectives and words that talk about fullness and wholeness, whole heart, all, forever, all of these things, everything, all of these things uh, really give me uh, inspiration and comfort. But I want to go back to verse 1 for a moment and talk a little bit about um, what one commentator named Clinton McCann, who's a biblical scholar at, a, uh, at Eden Theological Seminary in St. Louis, again, verse 1 says this, I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I sing your praise. And here, gods is lower G, so all the different gods that were surrounding them. Before the gods, I sing your, this is to the one God, I sing your praise. And McCann, Dr. McCann notes this. He says that verse 1b has a polemical tone, meaning a a tone that goes, uh, speaks against these other gods. And so McCann, Dr. McCann says that before the gods I sing your praise could be compared, an idiom that could be compared today as we might say, in your face, other gods. I love this. The psalmist is saying, I give thanks to God Before these other gods who are trying to claim my attention, I sing your praise. So these other gods, it's as if the psalmist is saying, in your face, I am giving thanks instead to the one true God. I love this. When you think about all the different gods in the 21st century that try to claim our attention, and what would it mean for us to essentially say to these other gods, in your face, I am not going to give my life, my heart, my soul. I'm not going to put my whole self into you. I'm going to do this before God. And I'm going to do that with thanksgiving. I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole 
heart. I think when we think about gratitude, um, if you Google something, if you Google gratitude, examples of gratitude, uh, the internet explodes because there are so many articles and blogs and reminders and all kinds of Pinterest. For those of you who are on Pinterest pictures about giving thanks and gratitude, lots of people that you've probably seen on Facebook give public or do public uh, gratitude journals. And November is a popular time for folks to do that. That's all fine and good. And I think sometimes, though, when we think about gratitude, it's it's nice gratitude. It's a polite gratitude. It's Thanksgiving dinner gratitude. And these are all fine ways of expressing gratitude. But I keep going back to verse one. I give you thanks, Lord, with my whole heart. Before the other gods, I sing your praise. If you did a really modern translation, it might say, before these other gods, when I give you thanks and praise, I say to these other gods, "Uh uh-uh. Because I give thanks, because I know where I receive my life, where I receive my sense of who I am, where I receive love and grace and forgiveness, because of all that, I give thanks to God with my whole heart. The psalmist here is talking about bold gratitude, even edgy gratitude, even in-your-face gratitude, and though I walk in the midst of trouble, gratitude. This is not the nice, polite gratitude, perhaps, that many of us experience when we think about gratitude. Edgy kind of gratitude means that when we boldly say thank you to goodness and godness, we are saying no to worldly values that inhibit abundant life. When we truly give thanks with our whole heart, when we put our whole selves in, what does that look like for you? I noted earlier, there are so many different um, stories and articles about scientific studies being done about gratitude and the benefits of gratitude. And they have many of them, almost all of them have found that people who consciously count their blessings tend to be happier and less depressed. So one article that I read by a man named Dr. Glenn Fox, who is head of program design, strategy, and outreach at the University of Southern California Performance Science Institute. And he wrote an article called What the Brain or what can the brain reveal about gratitude? In this article, he had pointed out to lots of different scientific studies that showed that gratitude can improve your sleep, uh, enhance your romantic relationships, protect you from illness, motivate you to exercise, boost your happiness, all these great benefits that gratitude can give to us. So he did this study that showed what happens when participants... um, show and are asked to go through these gratitude exercises. And this um, exercise showed that in your brain, your brain showed activity in a set of regions that are located in the medial prefrontal prefrontal cortex. That's an area in the frontal lobes of the brain where the two hemispheres of your brain meet. And this area of the brain is associated with understanding other people's perspectives So if you want to increase your empathy, if you want to increase feelings of relief, then you, they showed that when people go through these gratitude exercises, that shows activity in this part of the brain. And then that begins to connect to other systems in your body and can also help with stress relief. So again, if you do scientific, 
If you search for scientific studies on gratitude, there'll be all kinds of really amazing articles about the benefits that gratitude can have on our well-being. Now, some of this you may already know. But what about the kind of gratitude that the psalmist is talking about here? This kind of edgy, in-your-face, bold gratitude. What would that look like for you? I thought so much, for those who wonder how I do my sermon preparation, I usually have try to have you know three or four illustrations in a sermon. And this week, as I was trying to think of what's a really wonderful, bold example of gratitude. And friends, I got to tell you, I struggled, not because I couldn't think of any, but because there's so many out there. I don't know how I wrote sermons before the internet, because now you can just type in something and usually you can find something. Often it's, I find an, uh, an example from something I've read recently, but so many things came into my mind. I thought about a trip to Seoul, South Korea, and the, not just the hospitality that uh, our hosts showed us, but the gratitude that they had for us and the work that we do here in Chicago, and they don't even know us. And they were showing gratitude. And I thought, this is bold gratitude. Or I listened to a, a story on a podcast this week that I listened to called Code Switch. And this young man who graduated from this high school that was closing in a suburb of Pittsburgh when all of the prospects for these graduates looked kind of bleak. And it talked and it um, aired part of the graduation speech that this young man had. And he thanked his grandmother and he thanked his parents and he thanked his teacher. He brought his teacher upstage and it was a really a heartwarming example for this young man to have been through so much at his high school and for him to still say thank you. That's I read I listened to that and that's bold gratitude. But I also thought about this experiment as I was thinking about this sermon for the last couple of weeks and two, three weeks ago I started thinking about it. And so I decided to start to do something of a experiment myself to actually literally practice what I preach. What would bold gratitude look like for me. Some of you know that uh, I like to acknowledge birthdays for folks who who attend our church. I'm not 100% on it, but I'm pretty good at either emailing or texting or calling or sending some kind of message to the person whose birthday is on that day. Or if I'm a day or two late, that sometimes happens too. So with Facebook, as for those of you who are on Facebook, you know that Facebook tells you, here are when the birthdays are um, today. And sometimes I will wish someone a happy birthday. And often, if you're like me, if you do that, uh, you often, or at least I do it anyway, I will do it for folks that I know better than others. There are some folks um, that I'm Facebook friends with, I have to confess, I see their name and I'm like, who is this person? And because of the nature of Urban Village and because Urban Village has gotten some attention, I will occasionally get Facebook uh, friend requests from other church planters or people who have heard about us or maybe even read my book. And so I will usually accept those. And when they come up for their birthday and I see their name and I'm like, I have no idea who this person is. And then there are people on Facebook uh, who you are friendly with or friends with. And then occasionally... You may come across someone whose birthday is that day, and you used to have a fairly close relationship with them, but something has happened. Uh, Maybe you got into an argument, maybe they slighted you in some way, whatever it is, you don't want to unfriend them because that would seem rude, but maybe you block them or just don't pay much attention to the things they post. And so my thought was, what if... 
I really doubled down on this birthday thing. So I started this experiment on October 15th. So I'm only two weeks into it. And I have not been perfect at it, but I've been pretty good. And so I decided October 15th, I'm going to look at whose birthday is that day. And I am going to say thank you to those people, the people that I know, the people that I have no idea who they are. I, I could say I'm, I'm thankful that we're Facebook friends, but that would seem a little uh, disingenuous. So for people that I actually have a relationship or have had a relationship with, I am going to, in some way, express gratitude to them. That includes the people, when I first think of them, and this is full confession here, when I first think of them, it is not always memories that brings about uh, rainbows and colored hearts. This sometimes happens for people who may have left the church for some reasons, and they never communicated with me again, and I took that personally, and so it's a little bit hard because of that. Or maybe there have been occasionally people who go to a different church, and if I was a better person, I would say, I'm so happy that you found another church. And sometimes I can be that better person. Other times, this is why I need Jesus. So, so far, even in these two weeks, there have been a handful of people. I saw it's their birthday, and I thought, oh boy. But I've done it. I've texted them or I've sent them a message on Facebook and I have said, happy birthday. I hope you have a blessed day. I am grateful for this. For some folks, it have been a couple of people who used to go to Urban Village and not anymore. And so I think about it and I stop and I reflect, you know, they came to Urban Village for a time and they supported us at that time in the life of our church. They supported us maybe financially. They volunteered their time. They did something that helped us going at that time in the life of our church. And so I said, I'm grateful for the impact and the time or whatever that you gave to UVC in that moment. And friends, it is amazing. That might not seem like a big deal to you. For me, this is kind of edgy gratitude. It's kind of saying in your face to the emotions that say, mm, hold a grudge. Hold that grudge. Cling to that grudge. When I say thank you to folks who my uh, less than great self is saying, hold that grudge. Instead, when I express gratitude, that voice that says, hold the grudge, kind of fritters away. It's amazing. When I begin to say, you know, actually, I am thankful. I'm thankful for some moments of my life with them. And that's been a really wonderful experiment for me to go through. Now, I am two weeks in, so I can't, I hope that I'll be able to do this for the next 50 weeks. Um, feel free to check in on me to see how it's going. But I think for all of us, how can we be bold with our gratitude? How can we give thanks with our whole heart? This is what the text says. I gave thanks to God with my whole heart. It does not say I gave thanks with my right hand and then I took my right hand out. Instead, I put my whole self in. What does that look like for you when it comes to gratitude? How can you be bold in giving thanks? Reflect on that this week. Pray about that this week how you can do that in your own way this week. There is nothing wrong with polite 
gratitude, but this week I want you to have edgy gratitude, to have in-your-face gratitude, to have I will put my whole self into this kind of gratitude, like the psalmist did, like God does for us. Amen. Well, friends, thank you for listening to this podcast once again. I am uh, very grateful with my whole heart for your support. Uh, I'll be back next week. And as always, you can reach out to me. Lots of different ways to do that. You can email me, chris at urbanvillagechurch.org. I'm on Twitter at Christian Kuhn. And hey, you can even friend me on Facebook, and I will accept you as a friend. And I will say a message to you on your birthday. Uh, you can also go to my website, christiankuhn.com. And uh, on that website, you can read my blog and also uh, look at my other podcast, uh, the Failing Boldly podcast. So until next week, friends, may the peace of Christ be with you. And thou, my true.